So I have a question this morning, and you're going to be kind of maybe uh, confused on where it's going, but I promise, promise it's going in, in a direction that will make sense. But the question I want you to think quietly and reflectively at your seat, or as you're sitting on the ground, is what does the American flag represent? What does the American flag represent? Just think maybe at your seat for a second. What is the American flag? This is the country you live in, so it could be similar to other countries as well, but what does the flag represent? I've been thinking this week, in many ways, the flag represents three things. It represents a sign, a sign, a symbol, and a sacrament. Let me explain. The American flag is a sign. A sign is an outward marker of an identity of some sorts. It marks and sets aside a specific people or thing for a specific purpose. This is why when Americans landed on the moon, we put up the American flag to represent that we had accomplished this great feat. It was a marker, an outward marker of an identity. It's also a symbol. It's a symbol for a variety of different things, maybe of freedom or democracy. Uh, it represents uh, uh, the country's history in many ways. This is why during 9-11, if you remember that famous picture where the firefighters put up the flag in the midst of the rubble, signifying uh, that terrorism wouldn't have the final word, that the freedom and democracy would reign. And then lastly, I think the flag is a sacrament. Don't get afraid of that word. Sacrament has kind of two meanings. One, it's, it's some form of a ritual where you take an oath of office. There's the word, the Latin word sacramentum, which means that you take an oath uh, as you're being sworn in to like for military service, that you're going to protect the country. Or in ancient biblical times, it'd be like swearing an oath to Caesar. But it's also there's the word mysterion, the Greek word. That's like there's something special, ceremonial that happens as well. So think with the flag, like what happens at a sports game. Or if you're a kid here, maybe if you're at school, you give a Pledge of Allegiance every morning as a ritual, as in some ways taking an oath to uh, defend the flag or to represent your country well. There's also something really special, like if you're part of a military ceremony where somebody's sworn in, or sadly when a veteran loses their life and the flag is put over the casket, there's something somber and special and ceremonial about that process as well. Sign, symbol, and sacrament. This is what it means in many ways to be an American. Now, as Christians, as followers of, Je as G of Jesus, we give our ultimate allegiance not to a flag or to a specific country, but to Jesus as King and as Lord. And as, as God's people, we also have been given two practices that are a sign, a symbol, and a sacrament that form us into this other story much like the American flag forms us in our American identity. These symbols, these practices the church have done for thousands of years form us and give our allegiance to Jesus as Lord and as King. The two practices are baptism and communion. And for the next couple of weeks, as we've done other months throughout this year, we're going to focus on particularly baptism as a sign, symbol, and a sacrament that forms us in our identity as God's people. And so for the next couple of weeks, that's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to intro a conversation today about baptism and communion, but then we're going to carry it on forward for the next couple of weeks as part of our service. So baptism, communion, how are they a sign, a symbol, and a sacrament? So think of the picture of a sign. It's an outward marker. With baptism, it says in Colossians 2, much like circumcision, it's an outward marker of God's people and their identity. Also with communion, as we take this meal every week, which we'll do at the end of the service, it's an outward marker that in many ways the table represented who's in and who's out. That who had fellowship at the table had some sort of status. It was a marker of some sorts. Now, it's also a symbol. 
Baptism is a symbol in the sense that uh, Romans 6 says that as we're going to the waters of baptism and come out, that we're identifying with both the death and resurrection of Jesus. Into the waters of baptism, representing Jesus' death. Out of the waters, raised to new life. We're memorizing Colossians 3, 1 through 17 as a church. It says, since then you've been raised with Christ. That's often many people think Colossians 3 was actually a baptism ceremony of people that would have been raised to new life in Christ. And also, the communion table, it's a symbol of that first Passover we talked about last week, where God's people remembered the first exodus and they longed for the exodus to come in the future. And then lastly, it's a sacrament. Again, maybe that word can be, uh, mean, mean many different things to many different people. But think of, again, those two images of sacrament was maybe an oath or an allegiance to that with baptism, we're in a sense giving our oath to say now we identify with Christ and we're going to follow him with our lives. And with communion, in the same way, it's a sign as Jesus said, this is my body, this is my blood. Do this every time you gather to nourish you along the way in your new identity as a ritual, as a sacrament. And there's something really special that happens with this sacrament. There's, this ceremony isn't just an ordinary meal in many ways. There's something significant, much like if you were to go to a ceremony where somebody is sworn into duty or service, there's a gravity to the moment that Jesus interacts with us in a really cool way as we both participate in baptism and with communion. Sign, symbol, and sacrament. N.T. Wright has this amazing quote, let me make sure I get it right, of how communion and baptism go together. He says, baptism is the way into the family, and the Eucharist, or another word would be communion, is the family meal. And so here's what I want you to do just for a moment. I want you to turn to the people around you, and I want you to ask a simple question. And maybe this isn't really a question to ask. Maybe it's more just telling a story. But if you've been baptized, I'd love for you to turn to somebody around you and just share what that experience was like, if you remember it. Can we do that just for a moment? If you haven't baptized, that's totally fine. But I want you to try to remember back to your baptism. If you've identified with the death and resurrection of Jesus, like, what was that like for you? What was that experience? Turn to the person next to you, and then I'll transition us into the sermon. We have a special guest preacher this morning that's going to be teaching us. Ready, set, go.